0: Faith is born in relationship. Last week, I spoke about one aspect of faith, which is to be faithful. That is, taking what we have and putting it in service to God, trusting that God will do with it what is best. The habituated practice of faithfulness provides the means for growing in faith. This morning, I want to talk about faith being relational. We cannot have faith in God without a relationship with God. There are times that people have wished that faith could be objectively or scientifically proven. I would hazard to say that each of us has encountered someone who wants God to prove God's self before they decide to believe. Indeed, we see this illustrated in our Gospel lesson this morning. The Pharisee, who has invited Jesus to his home, is observing Jesus's actions with this unknown woman. Remembering scripture and what he knows of prophets, he is sizing up Jesus to understand his authority. The woman who has come in and bathed Jesus's feet with costly perfume, an act by the way that has no point of reference in social or religious custom of the time, she demonstrates some relationship with Jesus. We can deduce from her actions that she knows that Jesus is special and she wants to demonstrate her sense of his specialness. Through their relationship, her faith in Jesus grows. And as her faith grows, she is drawn deeper into relationship with him. Her faith allows her to hear Jesus' words of forgiveness of her burdens, her sins. And thus, she is freed to love. What she experiences in this relationship with Jesus generates a deeper and richer relationship between them, increasing her faith. Paul is speaking of the same experience in his letter to the Galatians. Paul is having an argument with Peter and the church established in Jerusalem about whether or not Gentile believers must be circumcised in order to be followers of Jesus. There's great discussion about whether or not, or even how much, Gentile believers must follow the Jewish law. Paul is adamant that the Gentile converts do not need to keep the law. His adamancy comes from his conviction that salvation is through a relationship with Jesus, not through keeping the law. Because, you see, for Paul, it was his interpretation of the law that gave him the conviction that all of those not following the law should be persecuted. It was his belief that everyone should keep the law perfectly that gave him justification for doing horrible things. This stands in stark contrast to his experience of the risen Christ. It was the experience of the risen Christ which changed everything for him and he realized through that experience that his salvation, was through a relationship with Christ, rather than a perfect submission and keeping of the law. When I graduated from high school, my church recognized me and the other seniors in worship, like we will do today. And I was given a gift, like we will do today. However, my gift was different than what we are giving this morning. My gift was a framed quote of St. Augustine. And the quote was this, Love God, then do as you please. I remember thinking, do you really want to give me this as I leave home for the first time, to live on my own five hours away? These are the words that you want to have ringing in my ears from my church family? Really? The quote went on to say, if you love God, then you will only want to do what is pleasing in his sight. Then it made sense to me as to why my church family was giving me this quote as a send-off gift. And this is the point that Paul is making. If the law will save us, then what do we need Jesus for? It is Christ who saves us, not the keeping of the law. And we can't promote the keeping of the law as a means to salvation in an effort to promote that salvation comes through Christ alone. We look to do what pleases God as an act of our faith. We look to do what pleases God as an act of our love of God, not as a means to securing our salvation. I know that I'm speaking a language that might be uncomfortable for some Episcopalians when I talk about a relationship with Jesus. However, I know that most Episcopalians know what I'm talking about. Many of you have told me of the ways that you are aware of your relationship with Christ. Perhaps you're simply unpracticed in articulating for yourself what that relationship looks like. When our evangelical brothers and sisters in Christ ask people if they have a relationship with Jesus, some folks might recoil. However, it is true, it is the truth that faith grows in relationship with Christ. Consider how Christ taught his disciples to pray and how it is that we pray every week, our Father. It is a relationship, one that nurtures faith In looking to God to supply our need by giving us daily bread and forgiving us our sins as we forgive others, we demonstrate a relationship that nurtures faith. Knowing that faith is tended to in relationship, I ask you to consider how do you tend to your relationship with God. A relationship with God needs the same kind of attention as human relationships do. A relationship with God needs real dedicated time. How do you dedicate time to God? Worship is one way. Worship is one way to dedicate time to your relationship with God. A relationship with God needs honest expressions and a willingness to be vulnerable. How do you express to God your needs and feelings? Are you willing to share yourself so intimately with the divine? Both the woman in our gospel story and Paul knew that God, that Jesus had seen them at their worst. Their experience in relationship to him, Jesus' willingness to express love to them, even in knowing their sinfulness, gave them the strength they needed to be vulnerable in relationship to God. The end result was that they knew that God saved them from their own bent toward destruction. Their faith in the strength and transforming love of God was made known through relationship. We have been made children of God through our baptism. From the moment of our baptism on, we were put in relationship with God in a way that develops our faith in God through Jesus Christ. This experience and emphasis on relationship with God is a uniquely Christian thing. Through the Incarnation, Through God becoming flesh in the person of Jesus, we are offered a relationship with God. A relationship that assists us in knowing God in a real way. A relationship that provides the means for our growing in faith. This relationship is known in Jesus, the one who speaks healing to those who are hurting or injured. The one who comforts the sorrowful. The one who brings peace to the anxious. He satisfies the hungry with good things, and the poor are not forgotten. I invite you to bow your head as I lead us in prayer. This prayer is by Brooke Foss Westcott, who lived in the 19th century. Let us pray. O Lord God, in whom we live and move and have our being, open our eyes that we may behold thy fatherly presence ever with us draw our hearts to thee with the power of thy love teach us to be anxious for nothing and when we have done what thou givest us to do help us O god our savior to leave the issue to thy wisdom take from us all doubt and mistrust lift our hearts up to thee in heaven and make us know that all things are possible to us through thy son our Redeemer. Amen.